I saw the replays and saw all I needed to see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really – I'm not going to call out anybody. I was just frustrated at uh, getting hooked in the right rear here multiple times. You know, it's frustrating when you take a 70G hit last year and then I take a 55G hit this year. You know, that's like – it's just frustrating. Um, so just the aggressive pushes and duels that I thought were a little bit over the top um, for the timing of it and, and for the moment that it was that was in the duels. But um, no, I haven't talked to anybody. Hopefully I just don't get hooked in the right rear again because that, that's no fun. Sucks. So, uh, Parker's Fox Sports, how was the backup car and were you planning on going out at all today? Um, no, we weren't planning on it, um, no, regardless of rain or not. Uh, going out today. I thought the backup car yesterday was good. I kind of learned all I needed to learn in the small pack that we had, um, kind of getting pushed. I wanted to feel that. How, how can I take a push? Um, how can I push somebody? How did it handle in a couple like funky situations off of four? Um, and I was, I was very happy with that. I couldn't tell a difference, and that's what you want, um, not being able to tell the difference between backup car and, and primary. So they did a good job of getting that thing ready. You know, you don't really, um, you know, all the all our group, right? You don't normally get backup cars ready. That's just not really a thing anymore. Uh, I think you have that mindset, right, coming down here that you you can. Uh, you might need to use a backup car, but they did a good job of working super hard Thursday night. NASCAR let them in a few hours early yesterday morning, which was really helped those guys out of getting ready before practice. So, um, yeah, I think our piece is just as good as it was, you know, Thursday night. And uh, hopefully, you know, it, it shows come Sunday again. And so much of this race is uh, fuel mileage, and um, I'm curious, does that change at all if you're racing on a green track? Does that make anything more difficult to calculate or figure out going into the race? Um, no, I don't think so. I think everyone um, on our group really understands kind of your fuel mileage number and, and what you do, you know, before your stop. You know, it's it's changed. It's weird. The uh, You know, it's a lot of, of saving before your stop, um, especially if you get a green flag really it helps you on the green flag stop just taking less gas you know burning less when you're when you're out there running um just trying to speed up the stop especially if you're just doing fuel only so um I hope, hopefully we and, and it feels like everybody has got that game down now you know i feel like last year even the end of 22 um i feel like our group was pretty good at, at being early with that of, of like understanding hey if we just save a bunch of gas and i've just had that mindset it's like hey i'm gonna save gas and if i you know enter and enter pit road and row you know 10 or 12 you know i'm gonna make up a second on the stop and i'm probably gonna jump these guys so it's like who can save the most of the gas efficiently you even see leaders saving now you know and it kind of slows every, all the pace down and you'll see an outside lane top lane third lane kind of come for a while if someone decides not to save gas for a while and get their track position so it's kind of a it's an odd cat and mouse game right now who wants to be uh uh you know aggressive on fuel saving um so, yeah, everyone kind of has that mindset now, but uh, I don't think it changes much on a green track or, or not. <clears throat> All right, we'll go to Chris and then Dustin. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Ryan, uh, Chris Gollin over here with WNDB, um, over here to your right. Um, uh, first, I, I wanted to check, are you, are you feeling okay after that crash? And because I know you're no strangers to hits like that here at Daytona, I mean, how long does that stick with you physically? Is it gonna affect how you're feeling uh, for Sunday? Um, I'm sore, that's for sure. Um, I'm probably more sore today than I was yesterday. I feel like the second day is always kind of the, the more day of, of uh, soreness, neck area all down the back, just muscles getting strained. You know, that's kind of the biggest thing. Everything else felt fine. 
um, just the kind of all your muscles and kind of down your shoulders and stuff that just gets pulled, you know, in weird areas that you're not used to. Um, so that's that's the most sore today. So I've been trying to be ginger with it. Everything else I felt fine with mentally and stuff like that. So that was good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I, I'll be fine to go. You know, hopefully, if we were to run tomorrow, you know, I'm, I'd be good to go then. And you know, if I get another buffer day, if we run Monday, I'll be even better. So um, no, I, yeah, just a little sore, but that that stuff will pass. Is it similar to what you felt back in August? A little better, a little worse? Um, I would say more of my body felt sore in August uh, for longer. Um, and I was able to be home, uh, in August to try to kind of get worked on by people at home, uh, here, I haven't been able to kind of get worked on as much as I did last year. Uh, just you know, people not being here, they went home after the duels. So, um, we have a great physical therapist in our, in our camp that, uh, she, she's amazing. And, um, so she'll be able to help, help me out tomorrow a little bit if I'm still feeling sore. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't as bad as last year's still pretty brutal, but, uh, I was happy with how the car kind of crushed. I thought that was good. I haven't seen a right front in the firewall before. So I think everything that they've done NASCAR wise kind of to get these things to crush more is good. And there's some stuff that I've talked to them about to try to get better and better. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think she'll help me out tomorrow if, if I still need it. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Ryan, I'm confused about something, so forgive me. When you talk about the pushing and, and feeling like it was too hard, I guess. There's so many different drivers, so everybody's got different opinions. I've been around long enough. You've been around the sport long enough. Where there once was a period where you didn't push at the trioval at all, so now you push everywhere. Heck, part of the reason the Ford's success in, in here in years past <laughs> has been you guys can push in the corners. So mm -hmm. when you're expressing a frustration, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of confused because to me, the game has changed so much. I almost think, are you not adjusting or? And maybe that's not a fair way to say it because I'm not the one who's taking a 55 and a 70G hit. But I'm just confused why you feel that way with how the how the game has changed. Yeah, I mean, pushing is a huge part of the speedways now, right? And you see it more than ever. Um, you see more pushing now than, you know, I, I look back at the, the only time you pushed more was the tandem racing, right? And that, But that was like solid connection uh, being on somebody. And, and now the bumper's kind of being round. You see Gowers kind of get out of control more. But I think, right, you have to push hard, and I fully understand that. And, like, I push people hard, but I, I try to take care of people. Like, as the pusher, you are responsible for the guy in front of you. You have just as much a responsibility to make sure that you don't shove the guy in front of you through somebody. Um, and you have to understand where you have to let him go. You have to let – if you are the third car in line, you have to let the second-place car in line go. You can't just shove him through the guy leading the, the top lane. Because then it gets bumper cars, and then that's when people get turned. And it seemed like the other night, kind of where the six shoved the eight into the 24, like he didn't really let him go early enough to where he was just coming too fast. And then you hit him in a trial to where there's kind of lateral load, and that's just going to turn that guy. So, um, I, I, you know, pushing is a huge game. And I'm fine with, I mean, you can push the hell out of me. You just got to be smart where you do it and kind of how you get on somebody. Um, and, and you have to be knowledgeable of, like, what spots are good to do it and what spots are bad to do it. And um, so, it, you know, I'm not upset with hard pushes because that's what it takes to go forward in this game. You just have to be smart about where you do it and the timing of it and letting someone go. Like something me and my spotters talk about a lot, if I'm the third car in line, he's letting me know all the gaps to the car that is in front of the car in front of me. Like 
all right, you have one car length, half car length. Okay, he's there. And you have to just let, let him go. Like you have to get off that guy's bumper so you just don't shove him through uh, the, the lead car. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just where you push. You have to be smart of that. You know, push hard, push super hard. That's fine. But it's like last year in August, you know, the 20 shoving the 54 through the corner and kind of moving on his bumper. Like that's, you just can't do that, you know. And, and then the trial thing, like he just shoved the eight so hard into the 24, it just, 24 had no chance. Like you have zero shot of saving your car. If you're running 10 miles an hour faster than the leader and you run through his bumper, like you just can't save that. So um, it's just smart about where you do it and, and how hard you get on somebody. And when you, when you know you have to let that person go and just you want to develop runs and you're trying to go forward, but sometimes timing gets off and you have to be like, okay, well, that didn't time out good. Let's re-rack and let's try it again the next lap. And so maybe we can time this out better. Like if you get on somebody before you get in the triable, you can push them all through the triable. But if you kind of hit them right at the start finish line like that, it just gets them all out of shape. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. You you noted the 70G hit in August, the 55G hit the other night. Um, are those the, the two hardest hits you've had that you're aware of? Or I don't know if that Nashville one would have been harder if there's something else that's been harder in your career. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Nashville hit was by far the hardest hit I've ever taken. Um, I did not have a mouthpiece in for that. Um, I had one in for the other two. The mouthpiece data has been really good for us to see because you have the, the black box data from the car, um, but that's just showing the car G-load and impact, right? The important one is the what does the driver feel and take? Not the most, but it's a huge part of the equation, right? And, that, and that's how you kind of separate, okay, the car took this impact, the driver takes this impact. Um, so I didn't have a mouthpiece in in Nashville. Um, I've been wearing it every week since then just to make sure because you never know when it can happen. And it's good to have that data. Wake Forest has done a good job of, of really working hard at that. And those folks are great. So um, I don't know what Nashville would have been. Uh, it was felt way worse. And I was, and I look at the mental side of it, Mentally, I was way more messed up after Nashville than I was, you know, at these two hits at this racetrack. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nashville was by far the hardest one, but the best data I have to go off of is, is these two. And last thing is, do you change anything off of getting that information from the from the mouthpiece and, and the hit, do anything for, before Sunday or Monday? Um, no, I mean, internally, like in the car, I feel like we've done the best job that we possibly can on making sure I'm as safe as I can. Like... I had zero problem with how I reacted in the car, like how my body was. Um, we do a good job of always trying to find ways to be better and protect us. And Penske's done a good job of always making that a number one priority, uh, the driver safety side. So everything, you know, from this hit last year here to this one the other night, um, we tweaked some stuff after Nashville of stuff that I was like, hey, I think we can do this a little better, like belts and Han strap length and I run pretty short Han straps just because I don't want my head to move forward a lot and um but no I think everything worked the way it should the best that it can you know and you're, you're only going to do so much right I mean there's only so much you can do but that's that's all you can do is make sure everything is is the best it can be mm -hmm. all right we're gonna go Kelly then Mark in the back go ahead Kelly Kelly Crandallracer.com. So Ryan, that, those numbers came from that math, mouthpiece data. That, that's been, it mm -hmm. seems like a really good thing to have. You're getting those exact numbers. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like these wrecks that the, specifically last year and now the one that you just had the other night, do you feel like they're starting to take a toll or you, you still feel pretty comfortable that, yeah, you're, you're worn out, but you have the resources and you mentioned 
folks that work with Team Penske. So do you feel like you're bouncing back okay, or do you feel like they're starting to take a toll maybe? Because they're, they're, it's been a lot over the last half a year. It's more than I'd like to take, yeah. but that's uh, yeah, part of our sport. I mean, you understand that's you're going to you do this and, you know, do it for a reason, and you understand the risks of it, and it's just what we do. It's, it's understandable. Like, I don't ever think about the bad side of this. You never – well, if a driver, if you're ever like worried of when you're strapping in the car of like, who I don't hope I don't take a big hit again, like that's that's just not a mentality of anybody. So um, all you try to do is find find out how to win the race, and you you understand when you sign up. I understood when I signed up for this thing, watching Dad race, that there's dangers of it and uh, things are going to happen. I mean, I don't really see that as taking a toll on me personally. Um, yeah, it's things sitting around and being sore and then having a hard time moving around the next morning, but. I just get over it and take Advil and figure it out. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's all you can do, but, uh, it's why we love it and that's why we do it. And, um, yeah, you don't ever think of the, the, the negative side of it. You just try to figure out when those things do happen. Hey, did we do all we can to make sure I was as safe as possible? And if the answer is yes, awesome. We, we checked that box. We did a great job. And, uh, if not, then you try to work on things to, to get it better. And that's, that's all you can do. There's only so much you can do. What is the Saturday now like, the, re the rest of Saturday before the Daytona 500, going into Sunday, hoping and, and assuming if you try to keep your schedule on track of we're going to race on Sunday, what will the rest of today be like? What is, what is this time now like leading into Daytona, and how do you spend it? How, where, do you, where do you put your mindset? Do you try not to think about it, or do you think about every little thing and, and what this race is? Um, yeah, I mean, that's really my, my – like schedule doesn't really change i mean your schedule is pretty set as far as things you have to do off the track you know um a week week ahead so um yeah i don't really think about it i mean i'll gianna and i'll go to dinner tonight and uh, just rest up and get ready for for tomorrow and, and all the stuff you have to do pre-race and and figure out uh you know we've already pretty much made our i mean our cars locked in right they're they're doing final tech right now and um our changes are locked in jonathan and i figured out what we were going to do after practice yesterday hey, this is how we're going to have the car, and then it just sits, you know, it just waits. So, and then, I mean, we'll, and we already understand, like, the strategy of the race. Like, we talk about that weeks in advance and, and kind of have an idea of what we're going to do. Some things might change kind of on the fly, or like when you pit, who you pit with, you know, just depending on situation stuff. But, uh, yeah, everyone knows. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't wake up anymore race day morning of the 500 and, 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 like, overwhelmed anymore. You understand it's a big race and, you know, what it means. So you mentally prepare yourself for it for – the whole off season, the whole winter, and know how big it is, and uh, then you just wait to get going. That the the worst part is the sitting around side of it, right? Sitting around to do this this huge race and this big event. You know, you just want to get going. You want to do what you you're most comfortable with, and what people are most comfortable with is driving and racing. And um, that's all I look forward to is just getting it going, and and then seeing how it all plays out and develops. So the waiting around, twiddling your thumbs, it stinks, but it's. Uh, part of our sport sometimes you get pretty good at it so all right we'll take our final question from mark in the back mark carol prn ryan i'm glad to see you make it to another Thanks. another one of those Thanks. uh sort of along the lines of, of kelly's you've talked about the physical part of it but accumulative frustration i mean does that sort of carry and each one build on you know your you were frustrated by rec one, a little more frustrated by two, a little more frustrated by three. Does that kind of keep building? Um, no, I, I, I try to forget things pretty quickly um, and get over them. You know, I mean, I, 
Yeah, I was frustrated Thursday night, but like Friday morning, I woke up and I was over the frustration part of it. You know, just uh, you get over these things pretty quick, and um, you know, so yeah, just it's just when those things happen, you get frustrated about it. Like, gosh, I can't believe I just got right reared for the third time at this place in a row. You know, that's the frustrating part about it, and it just is like, when is this going to end? It's like the tale of two two racetracks for me, Talladega. For some reason, we have really good fortune and and don't really get caught up in many incidences and always have, have run up towards the front and then here at this place the last few times i've been here i just can't do no right and just feel like i just get uh caught up in a product of someone else's mess and that's just that's just part of it i've i've put it in my head a while ago going to these speedways of hey things can happen and it's out of my control so i'm not going to really let it get to me too much yeah i'll be frustrated with it for a few hours but i wake up the next day and i'm over it and uh, just try to figure out the next deal and that was figuring out how to get our backup car to where it needs to be and uh and and strategizing for the race so um it's just frustrating when those things happen but i i try to, i get over things very very quickly so thank you all All right ryan thank you so much for spending time with us we wish you the best of luck tomorrow on the daytona 500 Thanks.